the interesting question is, are there any unmet needs that the pediatric world has that the adults don't? So needs that are unique to pediatrics where solutions are not going to trickle down from the adult world. Are there any interesting innovations that you see will drive change for the elderly with presbycusis, which are the majority of the demographic that we're serving right now, and yeah. maybe pediatric audiology for mm. children and babies? Well, you know, two very different populations. The thing about the, the elderly um, is year after year, they are becoming more tech savvy because they, you know, more and more of them have grown up with technology. So our differentiation of, say, people in their 50s with people from their 70s is going to become less clear. And um, But you still have other issues like usability with because there are comorbid comorbidities uh, with hearing loss that result from age, you know, the body breaking down. Yeah, so I think part of the innovation that I'm seeing, too, is people focusing on those comorbid comorbidities. So we know, for example, that if someone with a hearing loss is three times more likely to have a balance problem, uh, maybe you could introduce balance technology into a hearing aid. Or maybe the audiologist could start to think about a treatment plan or a referral plan around balance. Uh, given that they have people with hearing loss walking through the door every day, and a large percentage of them probably have a balance issue that they're not aware of. So, so I think on the older population, uh, looking at more uh, of these um, additional issues that they have, that we know they have. So creating a more of a multidisciplinary approach to yeah. amalgamating all of the um, comorbidities and stuff like that. So they're able to not only address the hearing loss, but able to address all the other issues which can affect hearing loss yeah. and hearing health. Yeah, a absolutely. And, and also, don't you know, we, we need to stop you know, thinking of them as, as a, a group that you know, is unable or unwilling to embrace technology. Because you know, I think the future population in the 70s absolutely will. Now, now pediatrics is a different, different story. And of course, it depends if you're talking babies versus you know, young kids versus teenagers. Um, you know, babies, it's, it's, it's all about the clinical pathway for treatment because, you know, we're, we're unable to uh, assess them as well as we can adults, but, you know, we're, we're becoming more sophisticated in using, um, electrophysiology, electrophysiology to understand the, the, the benefit of treatment. OEEs, ABRs, all those things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, you know, what, what decisions to make, um, the, the field, you know, rightly so, is more cautious with introducing new technology into the pediatric world. So, you know, noise reduction was around for a long time before audiologists became comfortable fitting kids with noise reduction hearing aids. Same with directional microphones, same with frequency lowering, um, and, and so on. So um, I think innovation has a harder time. Uh, in pediatrics, and, and typically it it gets proven in the adult world, and then slowly migrates down for pediatric use. The interesting question is, are there any unmet needs that the pediatric world has that the adults don't? So needs that are unique to pediatrics, where solutions are not going to trickle down from the adult world. So so that's that's an, an opportunity for innovation, but you've got to start with identifying the need. As you, as you typically do with innovation.
and I and I can't tell you off the top of my head what those are, but you know that would be the approach that you would take. If you like this clip of episode three of the Hear Me Out podcast with Brent Edwards, I know you will love the full episode on innovation and technology in the hearing aid sector, which you can go and check out over on YouTube or any one of the podcasting platforms. Thank you.